It's time for Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the best place to go to get all your fantasy football news, analysis, and advice to dominate your league. Breaking news alert! Burke and Miz talk off-season signings. Please call the police if you see anyone suspicious not listening to this podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We have a great show for you. And we're going to go through the wide receiver rankings. And it's going to be the top 50, so it's going to be kind of like a speed round where I try to touch up on as many guys as I can as fast as possible to uh, make sure that you have a comprehensive ranking list. I feel like 50 is about equal to 30 running backs, so we'll, we'll do that. Uh, breaking news, I mean, it's kind of been dead for the last couple days. I mean, Royce Freeman, the Broncos uh, running back that was cut, is signed with the Panthers, so he'll be with Carolina. And that's a good move. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, not sure if he's going to be, you know, he had some fumbling issues, so not sure if he's a dependable backup. Royce Freeman can be that for Christian McCaffrey. If not, you know, he could be a goal line guy or, you know, third running back. It's, it's a good fit. And uh, I, I think that's a good signing. Jacob Hollister, you know, got cut by the Bills. I uh, thought he could do some damage with the Bills, but uh, he was cut, and now he's got signed by the Jaguars to be their tight end. And that's a perfect fit because Jaguars didn't really have a lot at tight end, and I feel like Jacob Hollister can contribute and potentially maybe even be a starter by the end of the season. Um, but obviously that doesn't really give you a lot of fantasy value. Zach Martin got COVID-19. He's going to be out for the first week of the the season, and that's bad news for the Cowboys because they're playing the you know the Super Bowl champions, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they really need everybody at full go, and that's just a, a piece of their offensive line that's not going to be there. So that's disappointing. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was taken off the COVID list, so he'll be playing that first week. And I don't got a lot else for you. I mean, everything was kind of just small moves here and there. Steelers traded for uh, Witherspoon, uh, Akello Witherspoon. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Uh, went to CU, uh, got drafted by, uh, well, he was at Seattle. He was drafted by the 49ers. And Seattle, I guess, realized pretty quickly that they didn't want him after signing him to the you know $3 million contract. And Steelers needed some cornerback uh, depth, and so they were able to get him from Seattle. Uh, T.J. Watt is potentially holding out. There's been reports that he's supposed to hold out for the first week of the season if his contract's not uh, solidified. They're in negotiations, and it was rumored that they were basically had an agreement. They're just waited, ready to hammer out some things like guaranteed money. And that's dragging a lot longer than everyone's comfortable with. And now there's rumors he won't play that first week, but I don't see it. I think he'll be there tomorrow for practice and play in that game. I don't see him missing that game. So, um, and then, yeah, that's really it. So uh, with all the news coming fast and furious, the, uh, other couple days, uh, yeah, these these last two days have been the 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 opposite of that. It's been really slow. Um, obviously, there'll be some uh, moves here and there before the season starts, but uh, 
teams are getting ready for their first week of the season. So you really see all that stuff start to slow down and work itself out. So there you have it. Let's get to those wide receiver rankings that I'm so excited to tell you about. anticipated wide receiver rankings for the Burke and Miz, the Wiz, Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. Here we go. All right, going through these wide receiver rankings, I just got to say that, I mean, this is the year of the wide receiver. I, I think you can find really decent receivers all throughout the draft. Now, do you want some of those top guys like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill? Well, of course you do, but uh, I, I wouldn't feel that uh, hurt about not maybe getting those guys and having to wait on a wide receiver because you can find value all throughout the draft. And it's just crazy how, you know, teams are passing a lot more and just more wide receivers are getting involved in the offense. And there's just a a plethora of goodness at the wide receiver position. So, um, again, it's a position I wouldn't even worry that much about. When you need a receiver or you feel like it's a spot where you want to grab one, uh, you have a, a really good options all throughout the draft. So, uh, you know, don't be one of those guys that freaks out because you don't have a top tier receiver. Uh, there's other positions I think that needs addressed that, uh, don't have the value that wide receiver does like wide receiver is just so deep. And I mean, as these receivers coming out of college, uh, I mean, they just seem to be getting better and better. And the NFL game is kind of morphing into the college game a little bit in schemes. So there's a little less of a learning curve get going into the league. And you're starting to see it uh, every year. It's like, this is a great wide receiver class. This is a great wide receiver class. And it's really starting to show at the NFL level. So having said that, we're going to do the top 50. I feel like that's kind of the equivalent of the top 30 for running back. So to make sure that I get done with this in a timely manner, I'm going to kind of cruise through it a little bit more than I, I usually do. But number 50, I have Darnell Mooney for the Bears. I really like Darnell Mooney. I think he's a great secondary option to Allen Robinson. So he's definitely gets that top 50. 49, I have Hollywood Brown for the Ravens. And last year I nailed it. Like everyone had him really high. I thought it was going to be a breakout. I had him at 34, and he was at 34. Uh, that's where he finished the season. But Hollywood Brown to me, I just feel like there's a lot more receiving options for the Ravens. And they don't pass the ball very much. Hollywood Brown's always battling injuries, and so I was really kind of down on him even more than last year, which, you know, I, I thought last year might have been the low point for him, but I have him at 49 because there's just not anyone that I see that, uh, like, everyone ahead of him I just like a whole lot better and feel like they have a way better upside and might finish the season with more points. So, uh, Number 48, I have Michael Thomas for the Saints. I don't like Michael Thomas, but... You know, at this point of the draft, you know, drafting him as a 48 receiver, he's probably going to go earlier, but don't be that guy that takes a chance on him. Even as your third receiver, it depends on where in the draft you're getting him. If you're getting the Michael Thomas from two years ago, that's amazing, but he was battling injuries last year. He's coming into this season injuries, missing the first four games of the season. Like, you know, when he comes back, what's that going to look like? What's his injury, you know, prognosis going to be? Like, is he going to come back 100%? Is he going to have to ease into it, get comfortable again? I just feel like he's missed a lot of football. And, you know, I I feel like his talent is obviously deserve, deserving of a ranking higher than this. 
But this is where I feel comfortable grabbing him with all those question marks. I just feel like everyone ahead of him just has a lot more upside that I'd rather get than, uh, you know, than Michael Thomas in his current state and uh, with those question marks. 47, Jacoby Myers, Patriots. I like him. I think he's going to be the number one option. I like him a lot better now with Mac Jones than I did Cam Newton. So I think you can expect big things from Jacoby Myers. He's going to be their main wide receiver weapon. You know, I, I think they're going to, uh, you know, with those two tight ends and Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, they're probably going to go there more often than, you know, the wide receiver position. But uh, I still feel like there's a lot of room for Jacoby Myers to have a really good receiving year. And uh, I, I put him at 47. 46, I have Debo Samuel, 49ers. And he's like Hollywood Brown to me. I I but the opposite. Like, I'm not big on Hollywood Brown. I didn't like him coming into the, the draft. Debo Samuel's a different story. I loved him coming into the draft. And, you know, he's just the perfect uh, piece for that 49ers offense. He's he's a great runner, uh, a great receiver. He's, again, he fits that 49ers offense perfectly. The issue with him has been injuries. He just can't stay healthy. He hasn't lasted a whole season. Um, he's been really inconsistent because of that. I feel like he spends more time on your bench because you're waiting for him to get injured or or he has been injured or, you know, you're not sure how he's going to do because he's getting off of injury. So I, I actually would want to put him higher, but as of right now, I have him at number 46. 45, Terrace Marshall Jr. for the Panthers. And this is my big sleeper. I love Terrence Mar- uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. I really think that uh, he's going to be the top receiving, well, rookie uh, this year in the entire league and I, I like his situation with the panthers i like you know like he's kind of taking over that curtis samuel role I, I just feel like sam darnold has a lot of weapons and he's gonna be able to use utilize them so uh yeah Ter- terrace marshall is able to, to to find those spots uh from that slot receiver position and uh, i really feel like he's going to have a really big season so he's at 45 number 44 i have marquez calloway from the saints He's not a sleeper anymore. Everyone's talking about him, and I like him too. I mean, he's made some amazing catches in the preseason. He's really shown that he can be the guy until Michael Thomas gets back, and if Michael Thomas doesn't get all the way back, I feel like that just opens the door more for Marquez Callaway. So I have him at 44, but his upside is even better than that. So I'm kind of ranking him at his, I don't know, middle ground. Not his floor, not his ceiling, but yeah, him being a top receiving option for the Saints offense is where I have him at least for those first four weeks and then being you know a top two top three receiver for the rest of the way Uh, 44 I feel like is a good spot for him and again he has the potential to blow that ranking out of the water and get a lot higher but uh, it really is going to be contingent on Michael Thomas and how how fast he recovers from that injury so moving along to number 43, Cole Beasley for the Bills. And everyone I know is going to say, why is Cole Beasley so high? And the reason why he's so high is because in that offense, the Bills don't run the ball. All they do is pass the ball. He's in that slot receiver position. So he gets a ton of targets and gets a ton of play. So between him and Stephon Diggs, you know, obviously Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis are there. And I think they're going to take some targets. But again, all the Bills do is pass the ball. And I just feel like Cole Beasley is criminally underranked every year. And there's just no reason for him to not maybe even exceed the targets that he got last year. 
So I'm all in on him. I think he's, uh, you know, he deserves that spot right there. Number 42, Devonta Smith for the Eagles. And I have him over Terrace Marshall only because I really feel like he's going to be the guy for the Eagles. So he, uh, Eagles got rid of a lot of wide receivers last year. You know, Sean Jeffrey was injured most of the year. You know, they still have J.J. Arcega Whiteside, who's like, like a fifth receiver type. Um, but uh, I, I really like Devonta Smith. And uh, I, I feel like there's not as many passing options in that passing game. And uh, he was a number one pick. So him being a number one pick, him starting, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him. Number 41, I have Curtis Samuel from Washington. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I just love that fit. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's just going to give him the ball like crazy. And, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel's going to have a magical season for Washington. Like, they're going to use him the way the Panthers didn't. Like, the Panthers started to use him last year the way that they should have been since he's been on the team. And Washington kind of, I feel like, sees that. And that's going to create a big season for Curtis Samuel. It's going to take some of the pressure off of Terry McLaurin. So it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, they they uh, bracket Terry McLaurin with a, the high safety. That's going to open up a lot underneath for uh, for Curtis Samuel and really give him a lot of space in that middle of the, the football field. So it's, it's a really good match, I think, with between him and Terry McLaurin. Uh, number 40, I have LaVishka Chenault Jr. for the Jaguars. And I just like his skill set. He's going to be running the ball. He's going to be doing a lot of those jet sweeps, screens, you know, catching the ball. And someone needs to get the ball in that Jaguars offense. Trevor Lawrence needs someone to throw to. And I think that, you know, LaVisca is going to be that guy. And 40 is where I have him ranked. 39, I have Mike Williams for the Chargers. And I just think he's going to take another step this year. He's, he was doing great last year, uh, especially towards the end of the season, just really stepping up. And, and Keenan Allen is there. So, you know, between those two receivers, I think Mike Williams' big issue was his consistency where Keenan Allen's always, you know, a really good receiving threat, especially with Justin Herbert. And Mike Williams is going to take that, uh, again, take that next step and be a huge weapon for Herbert, uh, you know, outside the numbers and, and be that deep threat. Number 38, Jalen Rager for the Eagles. I really like Jalen Rager. I liked him last year and just injuries and you know, the ineptitude of that Eagles offense just, I think, really made Jalen Rager a non-factor. Well, I think this is the year he takes that leap, and he's going to have an amazing season. Like, I actually feel like I underranked him a little bit. I feel like he has the potential to be even higher than that ranking. Ten, even top 15, potentially. I think he's going to be the number one guy for the Eagles, and uh, he needs to, he, he's a guy that has a lot of upside. And so I kind of ranked him high, but I feel like even though I ranked him high, I, I didn't rank him at his ceiling. His ceiling can be a lot higher than that. So I kind of split it because this is a guy that you, you really want in your draft and you don't want to uh, wait uh, wait on him and have someone snag him from you. It, it's better just to go and get him and uh, you know reap the, re- the rewards later on. Number 37 is Antonio Brown for the Buccaneers. And again, he was a guy not too long ago that was the best receiver in the NFL. And he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He still has that skill set. He's missed some time. Uh, he looked really good, especially towards the end of the season for the Buccaneers. He has that rapport with Tom Brady. Uh, I think you know his emergence is going to 
uh, notched Mike Evans and Chris Godwin down a little bit. It's going to be a three-headed monster, and Mike, or sorry, and Antonio Brown's going to be, you know, probably uh, stat-wise third in that offense. But he's going to be getting a, you know, a lot more of that lion's share of that offense and those targets through the air. Number thirty-six, I have Jerry Judy for the Broncos. I love Jerry Judy. I actually would have ranked him higher if Drew Locke was the quarterback, but it's Teddy Bridgewater, and I, I don't know. I, I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is building a good rapport with Jerry Judy. Um, I just not sure uh, how consistent Jerry Judy is going to be in this offense and with Teddy Bridgewater getting him the ball, but uh, him being one of the main guys in Denver, I. I Definitely can't put him any lower than 36. 35, I have Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju Smith-Schuster is one of those people that could be a total bust. I mean, there's a lot of weapons there. you got Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, and you got uh, Ebron and Freermuth at tight end. So I think, you know, that's going to be taking away some of those targets from Juju Smith-Schuster. And, you know, he's he's in the slot, so it's not... Uh, uh, you know, they're going to be passing. The Steelers are going to be passing the ball a lot less than they, they did uh, last season because I don't think they could have, uh, <laughs> you know, they can't pass it anymore, and I, I don't see them trying to pass it as much as they did last year. And that's going to take away some targets, and I think Juju smith is the one that's going to be most affected by that. Number 34, I have Odell Beckham Jr. Again, I like where he's ranked because he has the potential to be dominant and a big play threat and uh, really have an amazing season but we say that about him every year and he ends up getting hurt and missing most of the year you know it's like three years in a row so if you're going for the fourth year of him thinking that that's not going to be the case after you know his dominance early on in his career i mean you're really just gambling at this point so i can't put him any higher than 34 but that opportunity is there in that offense you know jarvis landry in that slot and uh odell beckham being the big play guy and just the uh Kind of the, the target hog of that offense. Uh, next, I have Will Fuller for the Dolphins. And I feel like we're all sleeping on Will Fuller. Uh, he, he hasn't played for the Dolphins, but he's one of those guys that, you know, if he's not suspended or injured, he's dominant. And he's one of the top receivers. The Dolphins paid a lot of money, you know, between Devontae Parker, him, and uh, uh, Jalen Waddle. I just uh, feel like there's some weapons there. Can Tua take advantage of it? I don't know. But I, I really like Will Fuller. And uh, I, I I feel like at this spot, he's a bargain. People are drafting him higher. So more than likely, you're not going to get him with this ranking. But uh, I I wouldn't put him any higher than this. There's just too many question marks with that Miami, def- or Miami offense. And too many question marks because Will Fuller just seems to get hurt like his availability isn't always what you like it to be for you know what his production could be so moving on next on the list is Kenny Galladay for the Giants and my thing with Kenny Galladay is I just don't like the fit of this offense you know with the Lions he was kind of a big play guy uh really great receiver with the Giants I feel like they're going to try to use him as that number one receiver and force feed him the ball. And with, I don't know, just the way the the Giants passing game is like they're, they don't do a lot of big plays. 
Daniel Jones is turnover prone. I, I just not. I, I feel like this could be a big bust season for Kenny Galladay, and it's unfortunate because I like him as a receiver. I, I think he has a lot of potential. I just don't like this fit in this Giants offense. So I have him at 32. He definitely could be higher if I'm wrong, um, but obviously I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna want to say that I'm wrong or that I'm going to be wrong. I really feel like uh, it's just a bad fit and it's gonna hurt his numbers a little bit. Then we're moving on to at. Number 31, we have Jamar Chase for the Bengals. For the rookie, I like where Jamar Chase is at. He's going to be taking over some of A.J. Green's targets that he had when he was there. A.J. Green didn't have a great season, but he had a really good target share last year. Um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are really proven commodities. I mean, that passing attack is just going to be potent. They don't have anything else. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a defense. So I really feel like they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And that's going to be a situation where all those Bengals wide receivers are going to be able to eat, and they're going to get a lot of points. So Jamar Chase, I actually have ranked the lowest out of the three receivers, just because he's a rookie, and I think it'll take some time for him to get acclimated. But um, And he's dropping some passes early on. I mean, I just feel like those are rookie things. and uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jamar Chase is going to be at that 31 spot. Number 30, I have Brandon Cooks for the Texans. I like Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to be the only weapon for the Texans. Even last year where they were depleted by injury, when Cooks played, he had really good numbers and actually was kind of force-fed the ball. Uh, They gave him the ball all the time, and he had really big numbers at the end of the year because he was their only weapon. And that's going to be more of the case. So you put that over the course of a whole season, and you can expect really big things from him. So I think Brandon Cooks has the potential to be even higher than this ranking i feel like we keep him low on our rankings because he plays for the texans and we don't like the that texans offense or that potential of that offense but uh uh yeah brandon cooks is uh definitely getting punished for that and i don't know why because he can uh, definitely produce in any type of offense number 29 Corey davis for the jets really like Corey davis I just do. Um, I wasn't big on him for the Titans. I thought he could be a bust, but he started showing some potential later on. And then where, you know, he's going for the Jets, Zach Wilson, I think can be his main, uh, he could be Zach Wilson's main guy. And uh, he could have a really big season here. Not, you know, not being in the shadow of AJ Brown. So number 28, Robbie Anderson for the Panthers. Just signed that big contract. He's going to be used. They like him there. DJ Moore gets all the play, and I think DJ Moore could have a big year too. But uh, Robbie Anderson seems to, well, he's been out producing DJ Moore, and we keep talking about DJ Moore. And so uh, I wanted to, I guess, say, hey, I noticed you, Robbie Anderson. You're, you know, you you produce. You, I don't know, obviously, what his report is going to be. Um, with Sam Darnold, but uh, all all signs in the preseason look like it's uh, you know they, they have a good connection. So I really like the chances of Robbie Anderson having a, a better season with more touchdowns this year. Number twenty seven, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos. I feel like we forget about Cortland Sutton because he got hurt last year for the year, and just you know the Broncos offense faded into oblivion. Cortland Sutton's the best receiver on this offense, and I I know Jerry Judy is there, but uh, Sutton's a he's really talented. He's there. He needs to get more attention. He's a guy that's being uh, uh, criminally underdrafted. 
So he's a guy that you should definitely be targeting because wherever you get him is going to be a great value. So uh, Cortland Sun at 27. 26, I have Julio Jones for the Titans. And he's the number two receiver. I mean, A.J. Brown's going to be the number one guy. Julio Jones doesn't score. Maybe with the Titans he'll, you know, break that uh, that uh, label that he has. Well, much uh, uh, it, it's a label that's uh, definitely earned. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think Julio Jones is still going to get a lot of targets. But in that Titans offense, they're not going to pass it as much as the Falcons did. And A.J. Brown and... I mean, Anthony Ferks or Josh Reynolds, I think they're going to take some of those targets away. But, I mean, it's it, it's going to be the A.J. Brown and uh, Julio Jones show. But uh, I, I just think Julio Jones needs to adjust not being that number one guy anymore in in the team's offense. Number 25 is Chase Claypool for the Steelers. And, you know, he was 17 overall last year, and so I'm dropping him eight spots. And I'm saying that he could have a breakout year and just be dominant. Like, nobody can cover him in the preseason uh, in camp, uh, nobody can cover them. Uh, so, you know, it's he's primed for, uh, you know, to avoid the sophomore slump and have a really big season. But my issue with him is he just, you know, he, he's gotten to some camp fights. He got in a fight in the offseason. We're not sure if he's going to be disciplined by the NFL. I don't probably think he is at this point. Um, but there's just so many weapons for the Steelers, and they're not passing the ball as much as a team. So that scares me to just launch him back up to 17. I feel like that's going to hurt him a little bit. And so I dropped him about eight spots because of that. Because you you know, you got to feed Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, James Washington, uh, Pat Freermuth. I think you know Najee Harris is going to be getting some uh, receptions uh, more than running backs have in, in uh, the last couple years. So that's a lot of targets to go around for a team that's going to be passing the ball a lot less. So that's where I have Chase Claypool. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals is number 24, and he's like at 36 for most people's rankings, and I just don't see it. Every year we rank Tyler Boyd really low, and then he outproduces it every time. Even when he doesn't have a... Like, Ryan Finley is throwing him the ball, and he's the guy producing, getting like 80-yard touchdowns and, uh, you know, at least averaging... 70 yards and a touchdown a game like he's just really consistent and I like that consistency on my team and that consistency over time puts you in as a top 25 receiver so I'm I like Tyler Boyd uh, I'm I'm gonna put him up really high and I, he's gonna you know he's gonna prove me right I have no doubt number 23 is Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers old Brandon Ayuk I like him he definitely, I felt like he was going to have a, a, his rookie year was going to be slow where he's going to be learning the system a little bit and uh, maybe this year would be his breakout. But he started playing really well at the end of the year last year, uh, really coming on. And I think he continues that and he's going to be the 49ers big guy. Like Debo Samuel's going to be kind of the dirty receiver that works underneath and does a lot of those jet sweeps and things. But Brandon Ayuk's going to be a, you know, the main guy there and, and get all those targets. So uh, him and Kittle are, are uh, the guys, and uh, I really expect big things from Brandon Ayuk. I, I would have put him higher, actually, but the 49ers don't pass the ball a lot, and George Kittle's coming back from injury, and those two things play really big roles and why I, I couldn't put him any higher than 23. But I like his potential. 22, Tyler Lockett. 
Uh, Tyler Lockett is one of those guys that just had a tail of two seasons. That first half of the season was just unbelievable. Tyler Lockett was just dominating. And then he had a couple weeks at towards the end of the season where he was okay, but he kind of really didn't do much on those other points of the season. So he's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type re, uh, receiver. Like if you traded him after the first half of the season, you were really lucky and really prospered off of that because most of his production was that uh, first eight games of the year. But uh, overall, with his rapport with Russell Wilson, I think he's a good receiver. I think that was an anomaly, and he's going to come back really strong this year. I have him at 22. Number 21 is Chris Godwin, and I like Chris Godwin, you know, as a receiver. I just feel like, again, same thing with Antonio Brown. Mike Evans is there, uh, you know, you you have Cameron Brait, you have O.J. Howard, you have uh, Rob Gronkowski, you have you just have a bunch of options at tight end. You have a bunch of options at receiver, and I don't think we see you know at least for now we don't see the days of Chris Godwin being the top flight receiver that he was a couple years ago, uh, just because of that. Uh, it's a shame though because he definitely has the potential to do that. I think he's a, a top ten, I'd say uh, top fifteen receiver in the NFL overall, but. Uh, just a situation. I have him outside of the top 20. 20, I have DJ Moore for the Panthers, and I'm all in on him proving everybody wrong. I was I didn't like him last year as much, uh, just because Teddy Bridgewater was the starting quarterback. And I like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback, but just not for fantasy purposes. And I thought that really hurt DJ Moore. With Sam Darnold, I don't think that hurts DJ Moore anymore. I really feel like this is going to be the breakout that we were expecting last year, and he's going to have a really great season. Number 19, Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys. And Amari Cooper seems like no matter how bad or how good a season is, he's at 15. He always seems to be ranked at 15, and last year he was ranked at 15. Um, but with Dak Prescott coming back, I, you know, I still expect him to be the main guy, get all those targets, and have more production than he did last year, uh, just because obviously... Cowboys went through a stretch there where their quarterback play was atrocious with Ben DiNucci and yeah, Andy Dalton and whoever else they could throw in there. Um, so I, I feel like with Dak being there, and you know, you assume he's going to play the whole season, that uh, Amari Cooper's numbers will be pretty efficient, except for I just feel like there's so many options. Like I feel, feel like Michael Gallup's going to improve. I feel like CeeDee Lamb's going to take the next step. So that's just a lot of receivers. Uh, Blake Jarwin is there. Um, Cedric Wilson has, was incorporated last year. So um, if it wasn't for the... It's kind of like the Buccaneers and Steelers problem, right? There's just so many weapons and so many people to use that uh, how's that going to affect the target share? Uh, number 18, Adam Thielen for the Vikings. I like Adam Thielen. I think he's going to have a great year. There's not a lot to talk about it. He's just consistent, gets the job done. And in this Vikings offense, you know, I put him a little bit lower than what he could be. Um, and that's just because I really feel like they're, you know, Vikings defense, if it just improves just a little bit, they're not going to pass the ball as much because they won't be behind. And you'll see a lot more Davin Cook this year than you did last year. 
Number 17, I have Mike Evans for the Buccaneers. And the reason why he's the highest-rated Buccaneer is just because Tom Brady throws to him, and Mike Evans gets touchdowns, and those touchdowns are valuable. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that I think he'll be getting the most touchdowns at the wide receiver position on the team, uh, he moves into that number one spot at 17. There'll be, there'll be times, you know, Mike Evans had a couple zero-point games uh, last year, but there's also times where he'd have, like, two catches for two touchdowns and really be fantasy relevant off of, you know, a minimal amount of catches. So I feel like 17's a good spot for him. 16, I have Cooper Cup for the Rams. Buddy Coop. I've had him in my fantasy uh, roster the last couple years and loved him. He didn't have quite the year we were hoping for last year. Uh, he didn't take that next step from the year before. But now with Matthew Stafford throwing in the ball, I really like this offense. I like that passing attack a lot. Cooper Cup is definitely going to benefit from that, and he's going to have another really big season. Number 15, I have Deontay Johnson. And Deontay Johnson was like 27 last year, um, but he went through a case of some drops, and he also was hurt for a little bit. You take that away, I still think he's a top 15 receiver. So, I mean, his target volume is just insane. Roethlisberger throws it to him. He's one of the few Steelers receivers that can beat press coverage. Um, so he's consistently open. His route running is superb. He has the one, you know, one of the top separation uh, yards of separation in the uh, NFL. So I feel like 15 is a spot where he needs to be if he's able to play the whole season. 14. C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys, and again, I think he takes the next step. He's going to be the Cowboys' main guy, and with Dak Prescott being there, his numbers are just going to explode. Number 13, I have T. Higgins for the Bengals, and T. Higgins is actually ranked really low, and lower than I think he should be. He's another guy. He's like Tyler Boyd. Like Every game, T. Higgins would get like five to seven catches and consistently get between 60 to 100 yards. He didn't get as many touchdowns as I would have liked, especially with as many catches he had. I thought, there, you know, if I'm projecting, those touchdowns should have been a lot higher. But again, you can't predict touchdowns. Um, but as a receiver, this is his second year. I think he's just going to be more dominant, and 13 is a good spot for him in that offense because they're going to be behind a lot and need to throw, and that's going to bode well for T. Higgins to get a lot of stats. Number 12, I have A.J. Brown from the Titans like A.J. Brown a lot. I actually have him ranked lower than he normally is. Um, a lot of people have A.J. Brown higher than this, but I really feel like A.J. Brown is going to get some of his targets taken away by Julio Jones. Um, th there were some instances where he was inconsistent, where he'd have a big game and then just kind of disappear. With the... I feel like his targets dropping just a tad, that... Uh, you know, obviously his total output what would as well in regards to his ranking. Um, I wanted to put him in the top 10. It just he didn't quite make it, so he's at number 12. Number 11, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. And I'm excited about this guy, too, with the second-year leap. He's like T. Higgins. T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson, I just, you know, uh, both uh, uh, were both in that championship game a couple years ago in college, and uh, now I feel like they're both poised to break out in their second year in the NFL. Um, not a lot to say about Justin Jefferson. He kind of took the, you know, kind of surprised everybody 
uh, where it was like he was the third receiver, and then all of a sudden, no, he's the guy, and he, you know, it took him a couple weeks, but he ended up being the guy and really dominating the season. And if you drafted him or able to pick him up off the waiver wire, you got a player that was consistently one of the best. So he's going to continue that, and he's at number 11. Number 10, DK Metcalf. And Metcalf's a beast. I I just like him in that, that Seahawks offense. Russell Wilson throws it to him. DK Metcalf makes plays. He's a was a little bit more consistent than Lockett, and I feel like he's a top 10 receiver, and number 10 is a really good spot for him. Number 9, I have old Bobby Trees for the Rams. And Bobby Trees, I just like Bobby Trees a lot this year with Stafford. Cooper Cup, you know, is going to explode and have a really big season, but I think Bobby Trees will too. And I, th- I think there's room for both of them to eat and get a lot of targets and be productive, and they usually are. And they were able to do that under Jared Goff, so I can't imagine them under Matthew Stafford. I, I really wanted DK Metcalf ahead of Bobby Trees, but uh, Robert Woods just uh, is the guy um, with his his volume that he gets, you know, the targets. Um, he's He's always... Yeah, he, he deserves to be in the top 10. And he's 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 overlooked a lot of the time. So I feel like whoever gets Bobby Trees won't be excited about it in the draft, but then uh, will be at the end of the season from uh, what his production is going to be. Number eight, Terry McLaurin for Washington football team. And I think Terry McLaurin could be the guy. This, this is a guy I think will make that next jump to be maybe a top three receiver this year. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzmagic throwing him the ball. You have Curtis Samuel. Uh, in the middle of the field, Terry McLaurin's going to have, you know, I, 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 last year you could just focus on Terry McLaurin and take everything else away. This year, I don't think you can do that. And I really feel like Terry McLaurin's going to eat. He's going to get catchable balls, um, a lot of targets, and really be a stud this year and maybe be one of the top receivers in football. Number seven, I have DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. I like DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kyler Murray likes DeAndre Hopkins, the Arizona fan base likes DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's produced everywhere he's gone, he just signed a big contract, He, if any of the Cardinals receivers are going to do anything, it's going to be Hopkins, he's just consistently that guy, and he deserves to stay that way and, and be in the top 10, and I have him at number 7 currently. Number six, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. Justin Herbert really developed a rapport with him and uh, used Keenan Allen all season long. He was a target, just hog. He got all the targets. And I feel like that's just going to continue, especially as both get more comfortable in the offense and the rapport with each other. I'm expecting big things from Keenan Allen. So he's at number six. Number five, I have Allen Robinson the second from the Bears. And I think he can be the best receiver in football. You know, he's been a top receiver with having Mitchell Trubisky throwing him balls, Blake Bortles throwing him balls. I mean, it's Andy Dalton right now, but that can't be any worse. And I really feel like it's going to be Justin Fields before long. And I don't think that's any worse. I actually think that's a step up for him, and that's going to propel him into being a top five tight end. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being higher than that. I really like... Uh, I, I really like Allen Robinson this year. He's actually my favorite receiver to draft this year, and I'm getting all the shares I can of him. Uh, number four, Calvin Ridley for the Falcons. 
And Calvin Ridley is, you know, what can I say? Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley. He's a good receiver. Julio Jones isn't there anymore. So, I mean, Russell Gage is the other guy. So I just feel like his volume is going to go up even more. And he's going to potentially be a top receiver because there's uh, there's not going to be, you know, outside of Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, I mean, who are they going to be throwing to in that offense? It's going to be Calvin Ridley. And he needs to take that next step of being the guy. And I think he can do it. And he's going to have a top five performance this season. Number three is Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. And not just because the Cheetah is a just a freak of an athlete. His quarterback is just the best quarterback in the NFL. So you put those two together and you just continue to expect big things. I, I He was number one receiver last year. It wouldn't surprise me for him to do that again. But usually when you're the number one receiver, you take a step back. I mean, there's nowhere to go but down at that point. And I think Tyreek Hill slides a couple notches down to number three. And uh, uh, McCole Hardman takes the next step and uh, is able to, uh, I guess, take away from some of those targets. But, I mean, Mahomes is throwing him the ball. He's just so, so talented that uh, I feel like you're drawing straws at this point. Number two, Stephon Diggs for the Bills. I really like the Bills. I like Josh Allen throwing him the ball. He throws it to Stephon Diggs all day. That's all they do is throw the ball. They don't run the ball. And, uh, you know, kind of the same thing I said with Cole Beasley. So he'll get a lot of targets all day long and be really productive. And he was, you know, top four receiver last year. He's going to be number two this year. And then, of course, number one was my number one last year. And he ended up finishing number two, but to be honest, he would have been number one, but he was hurt for a couple weeks. If he wasn't hurt for those couple weeks, he would have been the number one receiver. He would have passed Tyreek Hill. But such is the case. That's what happens. It's fantasy football life. Devontae Adams was number two. This year, though, he'll be number one. He's on his revenge tour, the you know last dance. Him and Aaron Rodgers are pissed at it, you know, at the Packers. And I really feel like Devontae Adams is just going to explode and have a huge season and uh, really try to, you know, set himself up for a big payday after this year. So Devontae Adams, all those things working against him or for him, uh, it's definitely going to be working for you as a fantasy football owner. Devontae Adams is my number one receiver this year. And, yeah, that does our rankings. Those are our wide receiver rankings. And, again, I just feel like the depth is amazing this year. And outside of my top 50, you know, you got guys like, you know, I, I mentioned McCole Hardman. Uh, you know, Brian Edwards, I think, has a, a big year. There's just there's a lot of guys. Like, there, there's a lot of guys that have a lot of upside and potential that uh, you can grab, even off probably the waiver wire. So, uh, again, don't... Don't reach for wide receivers. They're going to be there all throughout the draft. Make sure you solidify those other positions and then uh, fill in as, uh, you know, sprinkle in intermittently those wide receivers that uh, you want on your team because uh, they're guaranteed to be there. So that does it. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll uh, get right back at it in one second. Cheers! That's our show. You can find Ms. the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast on any podcast application. Google, Apple, Spotify, 
we're there over all of them and many more. So give us a like, a follow, uh, a comment, good rating. All that stuff goes and helps the show. And since we're on the three-year uh, threshold, we're really excited about that. So hoping for more good things to come. In the meantime, we'll be right back at it doing the mock draft of where we would uh, where we would be taking guys. Then right after that, we're getting right into the season. So we have a lot going on. So I hope you're there for the journey. And uh, yeah. We'll see you then.